We're going to go ahead and get started. We're starting a little bit late this morning, so if I could have your attention. Welcome. Uh, if I don't know you all, I'm sorry I don't have my name tag on the moment. My name is Mike Angel. I'm the rector here at Holy Communion. Um, we are here in the midst of the adult forum and breakfast. Uh, and we get together, you know, every Sunday morning about 9.15 a.m. to have a conversation. Uh, we're really excited this morning that partners of ours from El Salvador could be with us. Uh, two years ago, your vestry initiated a, um, an exploration as to whether we wanted to start a new international partnership with Cristosal in El Salvador. Uh, two years ago, we invited Noah to come here as the executive director to tell us about the mission of the organization. Uh, on a full disclosure, I've known Noah for the better part of 10 years. We met down in El Salvador when I was working for the Bishop of San Diego. Uh, and I've been admiring the work that Cristosal does. And so we decided to discern that together. And last year, in 2017, a group of us went down to El Salvador. A number of those folks are in the room today. There were about 12 of us, I think there were 13 actually, that went down. We joined another 13 folks from El Salvador in a conference on um, community organizing and working for human rights. Uh, we all got a certificate at the end that we completed a course with Christosal in community organizing. Uh, that certificate means a lot if you're down in El Salvador. We were working with social workers and lawyers and um, community organizers uh, for whom that was going to be a big thing to add to their resume that they'd finished working with Christosal. church-founded organizations in the Episcopal Church. Uh, the former Bishop of Washington used to say, um, there's a really famous verse of the Bible, Micah 6.8. What does the Lord require of you but to, uh, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Uh, the Bishop used to say that Episcopalians tend to get that backwards. Uh, we love justice and we do mercy. Uh, and the walk humbly she left up to you. Um, but, but we tend to get Micah 6-8 backwards. We, instead of doing justice and loving mercy, we do mercy and we love justice. Uh, we have a lot of wonderful organizations that we can partner with out there in the world um, that do a lot of really good mercy work. And there's nothing wrong with doing mercy work. Um, that do hospitals and run schools and uh, take care of folks. Christosal is doing justice work. Uh, it's really impressive to see a church-founded organization that's taken a leadership role in human rights, not just in among the churches of El Salvador, but in the nation, so much so that they've been invited to open offices in other nations nearby uh, to work for human rights in the region of Central America. And so as an area of our United States that has been struggling with questions of justice, I think those certificates on our walls, uh, for those of us who got to go do the course with Christosal, could mean something. I think we could learn quite a bit from our partners at Christosal about how to engage when human rights are being abused. Um, and so I'm really, really grateful your vestry after our trip voted to formalize our partnership. Um, and so we've invited Noah and, for the first time, David Morales, the head of the Strategic uh, Litigation Department. I'll let Noah say a little bit more about David. Um, but to come and visit us. 
In 2019, next year, from June 3rd to 10th, we'll be taking our next trip to El Salvador. If you'd like to know more about that, please talk to me. Um, if you'd like to know more about Christosol, if you'd like to be on their email list, um, see Ellis today. Ellis has the sign-up sheet. It's over there. But Ellis would be happy to take down your email address and pass that on to Christosol. They send out a really, uh, really nice email, um, normally about once a month, with an update about everything that's going on down there. It's one of the things I look forward to receiving in my inbox. It tends to be much better news than what I hear on NPR these days. That's a big introduction. Um, but I'm really glad that our partners, Noah and David, could be with us. It's a pleasure to welcome them. Please help me welcome Noah and David. Noah and David. So good morning. It's good to be back with you all. Um, I'm going to try and be brief so that you can uh, meet David. Uh, he's a, he's a, a good guy to listen to. I just wanted to start. How many people, raise your hand, feel like they know what human rights are? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a really fast uh, interpretation of what I think they are, because uh, we don't have time to get into all of your ideas, which I wish we could. But human rights for me are two things. One, it's a belief or a conviction that all people are inherently equal in rights and dignity. That's the most important piece. We fundamentally believe that. And two, that somebody is responsible for the guarantee that all people are treated in a way that honors our fundamental dignity and equality. It's to say that it's a belief, it's a conviction, but there's a responsibility. There's a relationship there. We're responsible to each other, uh, as well as our governments. We create responsibility structures to make sure that that highest of standards is upheld in the lives of all people. So that does make it a little different than what Mike, I think Mike was drawing comparisons to like humanitarian work, which honors human rights and dignity uh, in an emergency. But what human rights work does is looks at that emergency and wonders why these people were vulnerable in the first place and seeks to hold people responsible and accountable and fix the structural reasons why people uh, are treated or ill-treated, why rights and dignity are not upheld. Uh, and so that, that's kind of the big kind of philosophical explanation of our work. In El Salvador, we have five programs. Um, we have a program of, that we call our research and learning program, where that's, we have the global school where many of you participated, where we try and share uh, what we've learned and the research we're doing with, with people who are uh, engaged in similar issues like you all. And we also do research on human rights and security in Central America in that program. We have a program for where we do direct assistance to victims. We have a legal team and a protection team uh, that's able to activate safe houses uh, and assist people uh, in emergency moments uh, when they suffer atrocities, uh, human rights violations, or, or threats of violence. And then we have the area where David isn't responsible for, which is our litigation unit. And the litigation unit what it does is when we identify patterns of systematic violations of rights, when we're just constantly and systematically, structurally failing to uphold that highest of standards that we're all equal, uh, then we use, the, we use judicial or legal resources in emblematic cases to try and impact structural change. So in our country, with the Supreme Court debate going on, I think you can relate to what, what that means, right? Oftentimes rights in our own country have been established or upheld through court rulings. 
Uh, and so David does that in El Salvador, uh, and he works uh, on two, two kind of issues. One are historic crimes, uh, war crimes, crimes against humanity that were perpetrated during the Salvadoran Civil War, and also contemporary crimes, uh, uh, cases of Salvadorans today who are uh, suffering human rights violations. And then we have our, our fifth program is our program uh, for community development where we try and help create environments at the community level where, uh, that are more respectful of human rights, where people help communities have better access to services, uh, to have the better participatory and, and democratic structures in their own communities. And in that improved environment, be able to reintegrate victims, people who have been displaced. So it's one of the unique things about our, uh, our programs is that we're able to assist victims from the moment uh, of crisis and trying to help them uh, rebuild their lives and reintegrate somewhere in the country. But also we have a capacity not only to uh, help people uh, to, to save lives, to assist people directly, but also to impact structural change through our litigation. Uh, so it's, it's an, an exciting place for us to, to work because uh, we have that, uh, that duality, that ability to engage directly with people. Uh, we've, we've assisted thousands of Salvadorans in the last three years but also we've been able to have impacts that affect hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Uh, and so I'm going to let David talk a little bit more about that, but that's a, a kind of a brief introduction uh, into what we, what we do. Good morning. Thanks. Thanks for, for coming. It's a pleasure for me to meet you this morning. Uh, I'm sorry my English is not good and I continue uh, in Spanish, but I don't know Noah or, or, or might help me with the translations. Um, uh, in my país, El Salvador, como otros países de Centroamérica, eh, existe una condición de desigualdades e injusticias profundas y muy antiguas. In my country, El Salvador, as in other countries in Central America, there is this uh, situation of inequality uh, that's been a historical pattern. Uh, a la base de nuestra historia hay una profunda desigualdad económica y la concentración de la riqueza en pocos grupos. In our country, there is a deep inequality and concentration of wealth in the hands of a few people. Esto genera una exclusión de las grandes mayorías y situaciones muy graves de discriminación a ciertos grupos sociales. This inequality has generated a situation of exclusion of the grand majority of the people uh, and, and a situation of discrimination against them. En el siglo XX, esta, este orden de cosas se sostuvo a partir de dictaduras militares. So in the 20th century, this system of inequality, this order, uh, social order, was sustained uh, based on military dictatorships. Eh, y esto dio lugar a una guerra civil en la década de los años 80. And that, uh, that situation led to a, a civil war that began in the 1980s. Esto dio lugar a eh, una, una, una política de represión o de terrorismo de Estado que generó crímenes contra la humanidad. The civil war uh, 
gave place to a situation of state terror, uh, terrorism and persecution against the civilian population. Desaparición forzada de miles de personas, masacres de población civil y otros graves crímenes. Forced disappearances of thousands of people, uh, massacres at a grand scale, uh, and a number of different types of war crimes. Eh, sin embargo, esta situación muy dolorosa también generó toda una experiencia de lucha a favor de los derechos humanos. This painful experience also generated uh, a movement of struggle for human rights within the country. Eh, un símbolo de esa lucha fue el obispo católico Monseñor Oscar Romero, que la Iglesia Católica declarará santo el próximo domingo. Uh, the primary symbol of this struggle for human rights is the Archbishop Oscar Romero, who next weekend the Catholic Church will declare a saint. Con acompañamiento de las Naciones Unidas, se firmó la paz en 1992. With the support of the United Nations, uh, El Salvador signed a peace agreement uh, in 1992. Tuvimos la posibilidad de terminar la guerra e inició una etapa de democracia formal con procesos electorales y espacios democráticos que no conocíamos. After the signing of the peace, uh, the country entered into at least a formal democracy uh, phase where there were elections uh, and new spaces for participation that the country had never known before. Pero las injusticias estructurales y la discriminación no se resolvieron y continuaron ahí. But the structural inequalities and the discrimination were not resolved and continued even into the post-war period. Y favorecieron modelos económicos eh, que únicamente privilegiaban a minorías poderosas. They, the country or the, the decision makers favored economic policies that privileged uh, the same small powerful groups o intereses de grupos de poder transnacional. Or groups of international or transnational business interests. Eh, esto generó un nuevo escenario muy difícil de la violencia de la posguerra. And that generated uh, a new scenario uh, that's equally difficult uh, scenario of violence in the post-war period. Y la exacerbación de una oleada de migración, la gran mayoría hacia este país, los Estados Unidos. It exasperated a great wave of migration uh, out, of the, out of El Salvador, largely towards the United States. Eh, en este escenario de violencia, el estado de El Salvador, de la posguerra, dio su respuesta tradicional. In this new scenario of violence, uh, in the post-war period, the state gave uh, its traditional response to try, and, to try and stop the violence. Únicamente represión policial o militar. Military and police repression. Pero bajo un modelo económico neoliberal que no generaba programas sociales ni oportunidades. But under a neoliberal economic policy that didn't generate economic opportunities for the people sin políticas sociales que protegieran a la niñez, a la juventud, a las mujeres o a los pueblos indígenas. Without social policies that would help vulnerable groups like children, women, 
en indígenas grupos. El resultado fue que la violencia volvió a surgir con nuevas formas. So the consequence was the result was that the violence uh, reemerged with new consequences. La migración masiva trajo como consecuencia la criminalización de las personas migrantes centroamericanas en países de tránsito y destino. The waves of migration uh, brought as a consequence the criminalization of immigrants in countries of transit and destination. Y a la migración masiva siguió la deportación masiva. And with uh, mass migration became, uh, came with it mass deportation. Y este conjunto de condiciones fue creando grupos delictivos y grupos de pandillas cada vez más poderosos. And this uh, conjunto. It, it's the common, this combination of things uh, brought with it uh, groups of gangs that uh, established themselves in the communities. Como organización hemos evaluado que las respuestas del Estado desde sus obligaciones de derechos humanos han seguido un patrón histórico en El Salvador. And in response to the, to the gang problem, uh, the state has followed its traditional pattern of human rights violations. Un Estado que no da respuesta a las víctimas. It's a state that doesn't respond or assist victims. Un Estado que no da oportunidades de rehabilitación ni opciones a quienes han sufrido la violencia. A state that doesn't generate options for rehabilitation or, or rebuilding of lives for people who have suffered violence. Cuando la guerra civil terminó, las víctimas que sufrieron los peores crímenes no fueron apoyadas. When the civil war ended, the victims that suffered the worst crimes were never supported. Los criminales de guerra fueron protegidos. The war criminals were protected. Y las víctimas no tuvieron nada más que discriminación. And the victims were treated with nothing more than discrimination. Cuando se dio la gran migración de la posguerra, los migrantes que regresaban deportados tampoco tuvieron oportunidades para reintegrarse. And when the migration flows after the war began, Uh, those same victims, when they were deported back into the country, uh, were not given any options to reintegrate. Y cuando la violencia creció, las víctimas de las nuevas violencias tampoco tuvieron programas, ni protección, ni asistencia del Estado. And when the new post-war violence grew, the new victims were not given uh, assistance or programs of support either. Quienes gobiernan y las élites del poder político eh, son eh, ahora muy especialistas en llevar adelante procesos electorales. Those who govern the political elites uh, today are now experts uh, in political campaigns and electoral campaigns. Pero son indiferentes eh, al dolor de las víctimas que han sufrido estas violencias históricas. But they're indifferent to the victims who have suffered these historic violences. Por eso en Cristosal tratamos de construir una opción preferencial hacia estas eh, personas que sufren y han sido abandonadas por el Estado. That's why in Cristosal we're working to build what we call a preferential option for these victims who have suffered uh, and not received any option for the government from the state. Y hemos construido una experiencia 
de a protección y acompañamiento a víctimas de la violencia actual que se encuentran en condición de desplazamiento forzado. And we've developed specialized programs to assist victims uh, of contemporary violence that encounter themselves in a situation of internal displacement. Tratando de mantener un enfoque de atención psicosocial y buscar experiencias de reintegración. Trying to maintain an approach of psychosocial assistance and looking for options for reintegration of victims within the country. Y a partir de esta experiencia, incidir en políticas públicas para que el Estado asuma esta experiencia y construya desde el Estado esfuerzos de protección a las víctimas de la violencia. And using our experience of building specialized programs and assisting victims to advocate, advocate towards the state and within the state to build public policies and programs to assist victims. Para ese objetivo, tratamos de llevar adelante la herramienta del de trabajo legal o el litigio jurídico. And towards that goal, we've also used uh, legal recourses or strategic litigation to try and impact uh, public policy. Por ejemplo, presentamos hace varios meses demandas ante la Corte Constitucional del Salvador a favor de las víctimas de la violencia. For example, several months ago we presented before the Salvadoran Supreme Court uh, cases of victims of violence who were forcibly displaced from their homes. Y logramos hace pocos meses una sentencia histórica. And a few months ago we were able to achieve a historic ruling. Y la Corte ha ordenado al gobierno y Estado del Salvador que cree leyes y programas para apoyar a las víctimas de la violencia en condición de desplazamiento forzado. Uh, the court has ordered the state to create programs and laws to assist victims of forced displacement in the country. Y parte de esa respuesta del Estado debe ser también la justicia. And part of this response from the state should also be justice. Porque hemos entendido que la violencia y el abandono de las víctimas se reproduce a partir de haber de haberse instaurado un estado de impunidad respecto de los crímenes. Justice is important because we've learned that the continuation of of impunity, a state of impunity, reproduces violence again in the society. No han sido solo políticos en el gobierno o diputados en el Parlamento, sino también los jueces quienes han sido indiferentes ante la violencia de las personas más vulnerables. And it's not only parliamentarians or politicians in the, in the presidential house, but also judges who have been indifferent towards the victims and have abandoned their responsibilities towards them. Y por eso tratamos de cambiar las estructuras judiciales también a través de estos casos emblemáticos. That's why we're trying to change the judicial system uh, as well through these emblematic cases. Y comprendiendo que esto tiene un origen histórico, que esta impunidad tiene un origen histórico. In understanding that this impunity has a historical origin, decidimos acompañar también a víctimas de la guerra que aún eh, luego de 26 años de firmada la paz, siguen demandando verdad y justicia por los crímenes de guerra cometidos. Uh, uh, given this historic origin, 
we've also made a decision to commit to working with the victims uh, of the past of the of, of war crimes committed during the Salvadoran Civil War. These people who have been waiting 27 years uh, for justice. Y acompañamos la lucha eh, jurídica por la justicia en uno de los casos más emblemáticos de violación a derechos humanos en El Salvador. And we accompany the legal struggle uh, for justice of one of the most emblematic uh, cases of war crimes in El Salvador. Se trata de la masacre del Mozote ocurrida en 1981. Uh, I'm referring to the El Mozote massacre which happened in 1980. Fueron asesinadas más de mil personas civiles por el ejército del Salvador. Over a thousand civilians were, were massacred by the Salvadoran army. El ejército del Salvador aún rinde un homenaje oficial al comandante que dirigió la matanza. The Salvadoran armed forces even today uh, renders homage to the commander that perpetrated the massacre. Más de la mitad de las víctimas eran niños y niñas. More than half of the victim were, were children. El caso estuvo cerrado por más de 20 años por aplicación de una ley de amnistía injusta. The case was frozen for over 20 years uh, because of a law, an amnesty law, that protected war criminals uh, for the last 20 years. Hace dos años esta situación cambió porque también la Corte de Justicia en El Salvador dictó una sentencia que declaró inconstitucional esa ley de amnistía. The situation changed two years ago because the Supreme Court uh, ruled unconstitutional the amnesty law. Y el juicio contra los genocidas del Mozote fue reabierto. And so the trial against those who, the genocideers, the people who committed genocide in El Mozote, was reopened. Como Cristosal, somos parte de la acusación particular y acompañamos a las víctimas sobrevivientes del Mozote. And so Cristosal, we are part of the uh, private prosecution uh, in the case. Creemos que este hilo conductor eh, de la historia que lleva a la indiferencia frente a las violaciones del pasado se ha reproducido en el presente. We believe that this connecting thread between the indifference of the past uh, has been reproduced in the present. Y, y tratamos de generar experiencias para superar esta situación. And so we're trying to generate uh, experiences to overcome this historic pattern y devolver esperanza a las víctimas del pasado y del presente. And return hope to the victims of the past and the present. Es parte de nuestro sueño y nuestro trabajo en El Salvador. It's part of our dream and our work in El Salvador. Eh, les agradezco su atención y estamos atentos a sus preguntas o reflexiones. I thank you for your attention and we're open to your questions and reflections. importante fue una eh, corte de constitucionalidad, una sala constitucional, como se llama en El Salvador, que asumió una nueva línea de jurisprudencia, una línea diferente de decisiones. 
What happened was there was a branch of the Supreme Court, the constitutional branch, uh, that had magistrates that decided to, uh, to generate a new uh, line of jurisprudence. Pero esta, este tribunal acaba de terminar su periodo hace pocos meses. It was one of the first actually independent courts, uh, unfortunately, in the history of El Salvador, but unfortunately, that court ended its mandate in July. Y no son aún eh, sustituidos los nuevos jueces que deben llegar a, a ocupar esos cargos. And they still haven't substituted uh, new judges uh, for those positions on the court. Así que enfrentamos riesgos de retrocesos. So we are concerned about the risk of setbacks in a new court. That's another struggle. <laughs> the rulings are important tools for the struggle. Tenemos varias sentencias de derechos humanos importantes emitidas por la Corte Interamericana de Derechos Humanos. We even have uh, several sentences on human rights issues uh, that were uh, emitted by the Inter-American Human Rights Court, for example. Y ahora nuevas uh, e importantes sentencias constitucionales. And now we have new and important uh, constitutional rulings in the country. Pero usualmente el Estado se resiste a cumplir todo. But usually the state resists compliance with all of the rulings. Eh, y justamente estamos en esa lucha del seguimiento a las sentencias. And we're, we're specifically in that struggle to uh, advocate for the implementation of the rules. Por ejemplo, las últimas semanas hemos estado trabajando mucho en la asamblea legislativa. For example, in recent weeks we've been working a lot in the legislative assembly. Proponiendo una nueva ley de víctimas de, de protección a víctimas del desplazamiento forzado. Uh, Crystal Sal drafted and proposed a special law for the protection of people internally displaced by violence and presented it to the assembly. Porque eso ordena la sentencia que obtuvimos. Because the court orders the, the legislative assembly to create a law. El gobierno se incomodó un poco, pero ha tenido que dialogar con nosotros. The government got very uncomfortable, but they've had to dialogue with us. <laughs> I can't speak for the community. <laughs> I, I, I think part of what Holy Communion, I'm going to repeat the question. So Mark, Mark asked, um, is Holy Communion doing enough? Are, are we doing enough? And that's always a good question. Um, and, and your vestry members are ready to hear your opinion. Um, no, I do think that part of our work with Christos Sal, and I'll ask Noah to talk a little bit about what it means to be uh, a nonprofit in this space that has both USAID money and church money and what that allows them to do. Because we do financially support Christos Sal to an extent. Um, we could always work on growing our financial support for Christos Sal. Um, and part of the reason I want you to sign up is so that they can ask you directly uh, to support Christos Sal. Um, but Another piece for us is, and it, it, I'll toss it over to you as a question, I think we have a lot to learn from the approach that David and Noah and Christosal are taking 
to questions of justice, um, to say, like, we're going to go to the root of, of what's gone on, and we're going to ask about the whole system, and we're going to work to get a new line of jurisprudence and, and get a new result in the judicial system. Could you make an analogy, and we were talking a little bit yesterday about the African American History Museum at the Smithsonian, but could you make an analogy to the United States? What could this look like, say, with our questions of extrajudicial killing by police officers or, or something like that that's in our system? What would it look like if we were to learn from uh, what Reese was Um I'll answer and then I'll, I'll see David wants to add. La pregunta era que en la lucha para los derechos civiles aquí, en la búsqueda de justicia y equidad racial en Estados Unidos, ¿qué podemos aprender de los procesos en El Salvador? Uh, one of the things that I've learned uh, from the war crimes trials is there's a concept called transitional justice. And when terrible human rights violations have occurred, usually in the context of an armed conflict, there's a need for a transitional period uh, in which truth comes out, uh, in which there's justice for those crimes committed, and those processes uh, rebuild confidence uh, among the citizenry, between each other, but also between the citizenry and the state. Uh, and so one of the important key elements of transitional justice is that we're able to say the terrible things that we've done to each other. Uh, and I think that's probably one of the most difficult parts about the history in this country. Is we're still not totally able to say the terrible things that we've done to each other, and we haven't been able to find the appropriate means to repair that damage. Uh, that's one, one parallel. The other thing that I've learned from transitional justice is this idea of challenging the assumption of impunity. Uh, that's a, a kind of a, a, a big mouthful. But when we look at atrocities and war crimes, uh, you have to wonder, why or how did somebody think that they should do that? Uh, and one of the things that we conclude is that they did it because they thought that they could. Powerful people believed they could do what they like with the vulnerable, and there would be no consequences. And so when we look for transitional justice, when we prosecute war crimes, we don't think that we'll stop all war criminals for the rest of history. But we think that we can challenge, at least in a small way, the assumption of impunity. We can make the next war criminal think that they might be held accountable for the terrible things they're contemplating doing. Uh, and I think that that's something that we need to understand uh, right now in our societies uh, as we're seeing for uh, something new happening. Uh, I, I describe this thing happening in the world as a resurgence of authoritarian governance. Uh, authoritarian governance is precisely the assumption of impunity. I can do what I want with who, whoever I want and with the resources of the state because I'm, I am powerful. Uh, and so human rights work challenges those assumptions among people. And we don't always win all the way, but we uphold a standard of accountability and truth. And those things are transformative over time. Uh, and I think that that has uh, obviously something to say to all societies. My reflection in torno a la experiencia del Salvador Sería, tuvimos, tenemos también allá un ambiente de mucha división, de mucha confrontación. 
So my reflection from the experience of El Salvador is that we still have a, an environment of confrontation and violence. Las eh, confrontaciones o las divisiones no se han dado tanto por motivos raciales ni religiosos. In El Salvador, the confrontations and divisions haven't necessarily happened because of racial divides. Pero sí por posición social o por ideas políticas. But rather for social position and political ideas. Y puedo decirles que quienes ejercen el poder político o económico suelen estar en una posición de privilegio en el cual este, esta división y este orden de cosas le resulta muy cómodo. And what I can say to you about this, these divisions is the people of, uh, the elite people uh, of power or privilege uh, front, in front of this order of inequality and discrimination are very comfortable. Y usualmente estos grupos de poder tienen una gran influencia sobre los medios de comunicación y sobre las instituciones. And these groups of power have an enormous amount of influence over the, uh, the, the media, the media. Uh, and, and the institutions. Y son muy eficientes para trasladar a la población la idea de que ese orden de cosas injustas y esas divisiones son naturales. And they have an enormous capacity to transfer to the people that this order of division and inequality uh, is normal. Y terminamos naturalizando la violencia. And we end up naturalizing or making normalized the violence. La violencia contra la mujer, contra la niñez, contra personas que toman una opción de género, una identidad de género diferente. Violence committed against children, women, or people who have an uh, identity of gender that's different from others. Y naturalizamos la impunidad. We naturalize or make normal the impunity. E ignoramos a las víctimas que sufren y no reciben apoyo desde el Estado. We ignore the suffering of the victims uh, and the impunity for the, for the crimes committed against them. Entonces, parte de, del esfuerzo en la lucha por los derechos humanos es rechazar ese orden de cosas. So part of the struggle for human rights is just rejecting this order of things. Gritar que esto no es natural. Just to scream that this isn't natural. Que somos iguales. That we're equal. Y tenemos los mismos derechos. And we have the same rights. Y quienes sufren deben ser apoyados y protegidos. And those who suffer should be supported and protected. Y quienes abusan deben ser investigados y enjuiciados. And those that abuse should be investigated and judged. Ya sea un político que roba millones de dólares. Whether it's a politician that steals millions. O un policía que comete ejecuciones extralegales o el que abusa de una mujer o niños dentro del propio hogar como el que comete un delito común or even the ones who commit common crimes. la justicia debe ser igual para todos the justice should be equal for all people. y no recaer solo sobre los más pobres o sobre ciertos grupos And the justice shouldn't only fall onto the most poor uh, or the weakest of the groups in society. You decide. <laughs> uh,
So your question's uh, a good question because it's one of the principal challenges to the human rights system uh, globally right now. Because uh, the idea when the World War II generation set up the system was that nation states uh, are the primary protectors and guarantors of human rights and therefore the only ones capable of violating them. So the state should be able to intervene and stop situations or other actors from perpetrating human rights violations. But we've seen specifically recently that the states are weaker than many transnational actors or even local actors and have been incapable of intervening to, to, to stop fundamental rights violations. Uh, and actually there's a Supreme Court ruling in El Salvador that says specifically that, that criminal groups in El Salvador have the capacity to violate fundamental rights in El Salvador. Which is interesting because Sec uh, Attorney General Sessions here says that gang violence and domestic violence in El Salvador uh, is a private issue. But in the court in El Salvador says that's not true, this is a systematic problem, and the state is fundamentally incapable of stopping it. Uh, and so, the, in, on a kind of a technical level, in Mexico and other places, there are uh, new um, jurisprudence and research done uh, to be able to hold private actors accountable for war crimes uh, and atrocities, crimes against humanity, which is kind of a newer evolution uh, in, in the human rights field. Um, those obviously, the, if you look at armed conflict in the world, this era of interstate conflicts in which a state is primarily invading another state or in conflict with another state, it, it's kind of over. Most of our armed conflicts are between states and a diverse group of, of non-state actors, right? And so how do we create accountability even among non-state actors? And that's changed even recently. Uh, people familiar with Colombia, for example, uh, the, the FARC, the, the guerrilla groups in Colombia, uh, you used to be able to talk with them about international humanitarian law. That was part of negotiations with them and even groups, uh, in other insurgent groups during this, the Cold War. Uh, but how do you talk to the Mara Salvatrucha about international humanitarian law? You know, how do you hold uh, ISIS accountable for not targeting civilians? These are new challenges that we, we really uh, don't have great answers for yet. Um, one of the things that we're trying to do in El Salvador is to say that the state does have a responsibility not only to trying to control these groups, but control territory, but not mil by military means. Controlling territory by having an increased presence in the communities and serving them, rather than only entering into them to repress uh, uh, alleged groups. So that's one of the ways that we're trying to deal with that gap. <laughs> Básicamente es la falta de cumplimiento a la Constitución y a muchas leyes. Basically, what we have is a, a failure to comply with the Constitution and, and many laws. El Salvador tiene una Constitución bastante buena. El Salvador has a really good Constitution. La dignidad humana es el principio fundamental. Human dignity is the founding principle of the document. Y la función principal del Estado debe ser proteger la dignidad humana. And the principal 
responsibility of the state should be to protect human dignity. El Salvador ha ratificado un número importante de convenciones internacionales de derechos humanos. El Salvador has ratified an important number of uh, international human rights conventions. Y tampoco podemos negar que hay en los últimos años esfuerzos por garantizar derechos. And we can't deny that there haven't been efforts to recognize rights in El Salvador as well. No es la situación de la guerra. It's not the situation that they experienced during the war. Pero el grave problema de la violencia But the, the grave problem of violence es enfrentado por el Estado y el gobierno desde su autoritarismo histórico. The violence is approached by the state and the government through its traditional authoritarianism. Utiliza la represión y permite abusos a los derechos humanos. It uses military repression and commits abuses of human rights violence. Y estos abusos quedan en impunidad. And those abuses remain in impunity. Y no invierte en proteger a las víctimas. They don't invest in protecting victims. Y no invierte en programas sociales que prevengan que esa violencia se reproduzca. And they don't invest in social programs that could prevent violence. Y que han, a quienes han violentado la ley los eh, coloca en un sistema penitenciario en condiciones inhumanas y crueles. And for those who have violated the law, the state places them into a penitentiary system that is inhumane and violates rights itself. No hay rehabilitación. There is no rehabilitation. Y estas personas salen más violentas. And the people who come out of the prisons come out even more violent. Está acrecentando el problema en lugar de erradicarlo. It's growing the problem rather than eradicating it. Esa receta ha fracasado por 20 años, pero es lo que siguen haciendo. This prescription has failed for 20 years, but it's what they just continue to double down on. Y, y es lo que les dijo la corte en la sentencia que logramos. Con este tipo de política solamente están eh, violentando la Constitución. And so that's what the sentence or the ruling that we won said. The court said, with these policies, you are just uh, condemning the society to more violence. Deben cambiar y tomar otro rumbo. You should change and take a different path. Y por eso la sentencia nos sirve mucho para luchar por cambios en la política pública. So that's why the ruling is a great tool for us for struggling to change public policy. Los Estados Unidos, los gobiernos de Estados Unidos 
han tenido una influencia muy grande en las políticas salvadoreñas por décadas. The governments of the United States have had an enormous influence in public policy in El Salvador for decades. También hay una tradición muy hermosa de solidaridad del pueblo de los Estados Unidos con las personas que sufren en El Salvador. There's also a beautiful tradition of solidarity among the people of the United States with those who suffer violence and discrimination in El Salvador. Cuando la guerra civil en El Salvador ocurrió, la administración del presidente Ronald Reagan consideró que la guerra en El Salvador era un punto clave para contener la expansión comunista mundial, internacional. So during the Salvadoran Civil War, then President Ronald Reagan eh, considered that El Salvador was a key point in the world to stop the expansion of communism. Y apoyó económica y militarmente a los gobiernos y al ejército contrainsurgente. Uh, and so Ronald Reagan uh, supported economically and militarily uh, the governments and the armies uh, that were combating the, the, the counterinsurgency strategies. Y no hubo un esfuerzo suficiente, sobre todo en los primeros años, para detener las violaciones a los derechos humanos. There wasn't a sufficient effort, specifically in the early years of the war, to stop the human rights violations perpetrated by the army. La masacre del Mosote fue cometida por un batallón militar llamado Batallón Atlacat. The massacre of El Mosote was perpetrated by a battalion called the Atlacat Battalion. Entrenado por y armado por los Estados Unidos. Trained and armed by the United States. Por eso, al final de la guerra, cuando se trabaja en la fosa 1 del Mosote. So after the war, when we did the exhumations of the first uh, 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 burial site in El Mosote, eh, los hallazgos fueron impresionantes y the, dolorosos. The findings were impressive and painful. El, eh, el resultado fue la recuperación de 136 esqueletos de víctimas. The result was the recuperation of 137 skeletons. 136 pertenecían a niños y niñas. 136 belonged to children. Cuyo promedio de edad era de seis años. Whose average age was six years old. Eh, y eh, resultó claro que habían sido ex ejecutados extrajudicialmente. And it was clear that they had been extrajudicially uh, executed por 24 tiradores que utilizaban fusiles M16 by 24 shooters who used uh, M16 rifles eh, y balas fabricadas en Lake City and bullets fabricated in Lake City, Missouri eh, los eh, forenses que participaron eran argentinos y estadounidenses the forensic experts who participated in the exhumations and the ballistic and forensic analysis or Argentinian and, and United States. En las épocas más recientes, las políticas de seguridad con enfoque represivo y no integrales se han conocido en El Salvador como la mano dura o el manodurismo. In recent years, uh, the repressive military approaches to public security have been called the iron fist approaches. Cobraron fuerza en los años 2000. They gained strength in the first decade of the 2000s. Eh, en, es decir, en la época en que se generalizaron 
Difer eh, leyes similares en muchas partes. It was a decade where they were generalized laws in a lot of countries. En, en la búsqueda de expandir eh, leyes antiterroristas posteriores a, a la tragedia del atentado terrorista del 11S. It was the expansion of anti-terror laws across the world in the years following the tragedy of 9-11. Pero en El Salvador no tenemos un escenario de grupos terroristas que están buscando atacar objetivos en los Estados Unidos u otros países. Pero en El Salvador we don't have the problem of the presence of terrorist groups trying to attack targets in the United States. Es un escenario más complejo de crimen organizado que encuentra un caldo de cultivo o condiciones para crecer a partir de eh, la pobreza y otro tipo de injusticias. Uh, what we have is a petri dish uh, of an inequality uh, and, and injustices in which criminal organizations grow. Resolver la violencia en países como El Salvador requiere esfuerzos integrales de Estado y de sociedad. To resolve problems of violence like countries like El Salvador require uh, policies that are holistic. Entonces la receta de mano dura fue una respuesta simplista, pero muy también eh, eh, populista. Uh, so the prescription of iron fist approaches uh, and anti-terror laws was uh, an approach to be compliant with the United States uh, and fell short of, of uh, resolving the problem. Y 15 años después podemos concluir que solo volvió peor y agravó el problema de la violencia. And 20 years later we can only conclude that those policies made worse or aggravated the violence. For reasons of time, uh, I'm going to go ahead and intervene for the second. I do want to make a couple of quick points. Um, for a long time our diocese, the collection of Episcopal churches on this side of Missouri, had a relationship with Sudan, uh, with the Episcopal Church in Sudan, and I think when we start thinking about um, churches getting involved in other countries, it can seem so far away and, and like this other place that's so different. A couple of thoughts on that. Um, El Salvador, San Salvador is actually closer to St. Louis than many parts in the United States, even parts of the continental United States. It's quicker to get to San Salvador than to parts of Maine. Uh, it's not very far away. Uh, there are only one hour difference in time zone. Henry Nouwen, the great Jesuit um, theologian, once talked about Latin America and um, North America as Christ crucified on the same cross. Uh, he said that our liberation, our salvation, is caught up in one another. And it's important to understand that. Um, David touched on it really briefly, but uh, the gangs that came to El Salvador are a U.S. export. During the Civil War, a large number of folks fleed uh, to the United States, and they were deported afterwards. And they went to places like Los Angeles and Houston, where they formed into gangs to make sure that there was security for them against the gangs that were there in Los Angeles or in Houston. And they brought those gangs back with them to El Salvador, which is where you got the MS-13 and Diezioccio. That's the origin, their exports from the United States. Um, now you have a situation where our current president has declared that these gangs are a major problem. They're now operating in the United States as well. 
he declared that they're a major problem. He calls the people to participate in them animals. But then our judicial system, our legal system, does not believe the folks who are trying to flee the violence that those gangs are causing in their own country when they arrive at our border. They say, no, this is a domestic issue. This is not uh, a credible threat. And so we can't let you into this country. You've got to go back to that place of violence. It's, it's important to understand how connected we are um, and how much our policy is connected to Salvadoran policy, how much Salvadoran policy is written in response to US policy, and just how close we are, um, both geographically and in terms of the kinds of issues that we face. Uh, we won't solve our issues without including Salvadorans. Unless human rights matter in El Salvador, we're going to continue to have problems with human rights mattering in the United States and vice versa. It's a lot, but I'm really grateful. Um, companionship is a, it's sort of a principle in Latin America, this idea that, uh, that one of the best words in Spanish for friend is compañero, uh, that we accompany one another, that we are companions in this. Uh, and I think it's only through relationships where we learn from one another and we walk together that we will be able to encounter these realities and learn how to do something about them together. And so I'm really grateful um, for our partnership with Christosal. Uh, I look forward to tomorrow night with Noah and David at Washington University and to hear Noah preach at 10.30. Um, and will you join me in thanking them for being here? Next week we'll continue our conversation um, around some of these questions, focusing in specifically on the question of uh, immigration. Professor Stephen Legomsky, uh, emeritus professor at Washington University and one of the lead attorneys in the Obama administration around questions of immigration will be here with us to talk about immigration law. Um, it's, it's really a treat. Uh, Steve's a neighbor to um, Holy Communion. He lives really close. But it's, it's a delight to have such an expert coming to talk with us more about immigration. So don't miss that next week. Thank you all so much. Thank you.